Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 7th day of March, 2023. The University of Paris, with direction from the Pope, issues a series of condemnations on a wide range of subjects. The condemnations had begun in 1210, and the last were issued on this day in 1277. Many are directed at the philosophy of Aristotle and his views on the nature of the world, God, and man. 1530 is the beginning of the fallout between the British monarchy and the Catholic Church. King Henry VIII requests a divorce, and the Pope refuses. Let the record show common sense sides with the Pope on this one. Henry and Catherine of Aragon have been married for 21 years. We could argue that this marked the point where the 39-year-old king was becoming unhinged. Catherine was the first of a total of six wives. Number six will be for seven years, but most lasted a year or two. Three were named Catherine, and two he had executed. Noted botanist and plant breeder Luther Burbank was born in 1849. Burbank was the most prominent plant breeder of the 19th century, most noted for the Burbank potato. Mr. Burbank had a working relationship with Stark Brothers Nursery, which marketed many of his varieties and took over his efforts when he passed. Senator Daniel Webster gives a speech endorsing the Compromise of 1850, a series of five bills before Congress, and continued the chess game of adding new states and keeping the balance between free and slave. A couple of the key points. The borders of Texas were set where we see them today. California was added as a free state and the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850. The latter may have gotten the least amount of debate, but had the greatest effect. Prior to this bill, if a slave could make it to a free state, they had a reasonable chance of remaining free or finding a sympathetic reception. The bill required federal marshals to arrest anyone suspected of being a fugitive slave and returning them to their owners. The burden of proof was non-existent. All an owner had to do was sign an affidavit of ownership and the alleged slave had no right to a jury trial or to offer defense. Furthermore, anyone giving food, shelter, or assistance to a fugitive slave was also criminally liable. Baseball decides an official game will be nine innings and not nine runs in 1857. In the first years of the game, things were much different than today. One of the earliest recognized rule books, the Knickerbockers Handbook states, the game to consist of 21 counts or aces, but at the conclusion of an equal number of hands must be played. Now to put that in English, counts are runs and hands are innings. A game in 1856 had to be called due to darkness at the end of 16 innings and ended in a 12-12 tie. At that rate, it might have taken 28 innings to reach 21 runs. A quick look shows that a current Major League Baseball team will score on average four and a quarter runs per game. Defense certainly has improved. The Cincinnati Red Stockings, generally considered the first fully professional baseball club, began an eighth-month tour of the Midwest and East. The team was already four years old. Officially called the Cincinnati Baseball Club, the Red Stockings name came from their knee-length pants and red stockings, a uniform condemned as immoral by some. I know one church denomination that as recently as 20 years ago still contained verbiage prohibiting members from playing baseball. Unless you're deep into music history or trivia, the name Towns Van Zant is not likely to show up on your radar, but he's considered at the highest levels as a songwriter. 
One report states that Bob Dylan sought out Van Zant to write songs with, but nothing came of that effort. Born into a wealthy family with strong ties to the founding of the Texas Republic and considered quite intelligent, he may be a poster child for the Creatives with Issues Society. He was constantly plagued with bipolar issues and drug abuse. He was born on this day in 1944. March 7th was a Sunday in 1965. A group of 600 civil rights marchers are attacked by state and local police in Selma, Alabama. When you consider any number of enforcement actions across the South during the early 60s, it is really difficult to get one's mind around the amount of hate and violation of basic human decency that was on display. But humans are human and have difficulty suppressing an inherently evil nature. In 1981, Disneyland, which attempts to be the happiest place on earth, records its first homicide when an 18-year-old is stabbed to death. The victim was quite drunk and had made inappropriate advances at the attacker's girlfriend. Iran, and in general any of the Islamic countries, tend to be quite absolute. Iran takes particular offense with the novel The Satanic Verses and author Salman Rushdie. The United Kingdom allowed the author to live there, and Iran and the UK break diplomatic relations over the matter in 1989. The Supreme Court weighs in on the claim between Acuff Rose Music and the band Two Live Crew in 1994. The case, known as Campbell v. Acuff Rose, revolved around the band's use of a portion of the Roy Orbison song, Oh Pretty Women, in a parody. The band had asked the large music publisher for permission, and when that was rejected, they went ahead and published their song anyway. A copyright infringement fight began that went all the way to the big court. At issue was what constitutes fair use. I can play bits of songs here, and that is considered fair use, but I cannot play the full song. Then there is the element of commercial use. The court ruled that even though there was profit and commercial use, it did not violate fair use standards. The court further ruled that the parody did not diminish Rose Acuff's profits from the original. That's History and Comment for the 7th day of March. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.